This is an ABC podcast. It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. This is Anthony Lehman, and welcome to They Came to Play. You can, of course, call me Lemo as I welcome in Danny McGinley and Tess Armstrong. Hello. Hello. How uh, are you both? Tess, how was your week off? Uh, it was still remarkably anxiety-inducing. Watching <laughs> the other games, I thought, <laughs> oh. this will be so nice. You can just kick back, you can watch the other teams. But then last night I was barracking for the pies the whole game for no particular reason. Really? Mm. And then it ended and I thought, oh, no, hang on. I can play you. <laughs> That's awful. I was, is... I was vaguely impartial at the start. Then when I heard the overwhelming amount of booing at GWS, <laughs> I just thought, I really, they cemented their place as underdogs oh, to me. for sure. So I started barracking for GWS. Yeah, I, I realised yesterday uh, what I wanted the grand final to be, and I, I just realised I was really gunning for an Eagles GWS grand final <laughs> just so there'd be lots of tickets and I'd be able to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there would be a few spare tickets, yep. I imagine. 0437 774 774 is the SMS number if you'd like to join the conversation at any point or if you have a statistical request for Swamp, who is our stats guru, uh, Sir Swamp Thing on Twitter. Uh, hello, Swamp. Lemo, how are we? Yeah, very well. Hey, can I get us started just on the stat front? I've got a couple sure. here for you. Yep. Uh, can you give us, everyone's Pies fans are very buoyant at the moment. Mm. Can you give us a negative Pies stat? <laughs> <laughs> something, something just to bring Pies fans back down to earth a little bit. Um, well, actually one I put on my Twitter feed last night was uh, they only scored six points from stoppages. Last night, which is the second lowest by any winning side this year, so they off the ooh. so not just finals for the entire year for the entire year. So Hawthorne, I think, in round eleven, only scored three points in what in a game, and this is normally a strength of Collingwood. They average about five goals a game from stoppages. Ooh, so. Okay, oh, a little red flag. So, does that help you, Tess? Does that, does that make you feel? No, probably not. Okay, no. 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 <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Uh, okay, but to be in the interest of fairness, uh, let's have a positive pie stat. Uh, Positive Pies stat, Lenny, uh, sorry, Scott Pendlebury last night had 25 disposals and 10 tackles again for the third time in a final. Um, that's the most by any player in finals. He's gone past uh, Lenny Hayes, Ryan O'Keefe, Joel Selwood and Liam Shields. It turns it's out not he, bad. Turns out he's a fairly handy footballer, uh, Scott Pendlebury. And, but you had another great stat, Swamp, about uh, games played in front of 60,000 or more people. Yes, yeah. So it's last night was the 100th time that Scott Pendlebury's played in front of at least 60,000 people, which is seven more than any other player. He's the first, yeah, first to bring up the ton. And he's the first to bring up the ton. And I imagine that list is just full of Collingwood players. Uh, <laughs> not not many much. sons on there. I don't yeah, think. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, there are Dane Swans on the list. Uh, Travis Cloak, um, Harish Lumumba, um, Dustin Fletcher's on there, but that's playing 400 games. For... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get there eventually. And let's uh, give us one great Melbourne stat. I know you had something very interesting on James Harms after Friday night. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he's um, he had 10 tackles in the first game. He had 11 tackles uh, on Friday night as well, which makes him just the fifth player to have 10 tackles in consecutive finals. Um, and he's on track to 
to at least equal, if not break the record for most tackles in a final series, which is 42. So. 42. Who holds that record? Uh, Lenny Hayes. Lenny Hayes. Oh, four three seven 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 four seven seven four. If you do have a statistical question, well, you're for swamp. You're burying the lead here, Limo. What's that? Well, it's just uh, we're talking about Richmond and Collingwood. Yep. There, and we're talking about Melbourne. There was another footy I'm game. I'm sure there was. It's a, one. Did, a lot, a lot of SMSs are coming through, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Your Hawks are out, Lee. Uh, Straight <laughs> sets have not won a final since the 2015 Granny. Is oh. this? Hey, hey, Swamp. I've got. I've Stats questions. What's the what is that? That's four finals in a row. Four in a row. Yes. That the Hawks have lost. What's the record on that? Who's won the? Who's got the most amount of finals I'm, lost in a row? I'll listen. I'll double check. But I've got in my head it's about six or seven. But I'll six or I'll seven. Oh. The so Hawks are jumping Part, up on the record. Getting, Part getting of an exclusive there. club. Uh, yeah. There it is. Now on the SMS, I've been criticised for referring to the West Coast Eagles as the Weagles. I didn't realise that was insulting to West Coast Eagles oh, is fans. It? Uh, can I get a confirmation from Eagles fans? One yeah, way or the other. Great. Whether referring to the West Coast Eagles as the Weagles is considered insulting or whether it's an acceptable uh, description mm. for uh, for Eagles fans and their football club. Now, we were chatting about club songs we were. Uh, on Grandstand earlier uh, and we had uh, an SMS came in suggesting that uh, AFL players can't sing. And then the person who SMSed us said, listen to this South African team singing at the 2011 AFL International Cup. This is how you sing. Let's have a listen to this South African song. Look, I'd say if an AFL list had the talent to try and recreate something even close to that, I'd be very happy for them to have a crack. When we get a South African AFL team, I mean, that's going to be good. Like the Giants, the, the Suns, we've got new songs, right? So yeah. that's kind of exciting. But that one, I mean, we've got nothing on that. Well, well I'm cheering for South Africa every day of the week if that's their uh, if that's their cl- if that's their club song. Uh, Danny McGinley, what are your thoughts on the South African well, club Well, there weren't many lyrics. I mean, it's just mostly, uh, oh. it's just way, way. I mean, it's, it, they don't, the AFL players have to remember a lot of words. Cool blimey. <laughs> I mean, the Collingwood fans have to remember cool blimey. Yeah, I and mean, yeah, they've got a lot on. Bit of a what are we sing in there? That yeah, worked, they need a what do we sing? And they need a yellow and black or whatever their colours are. <laughs> oh, oh, South Af- have you seen the South African flag? Yellow, black, green, red, purple's probably there as well. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Uh, plenty of colours in that particular flag. Uh, Richmond, though, they're keeping it fun and we know this. They're they keeping it light and breezy, but so Collingwood have taken the lead from Richmond and they're keeping it light and breezy as well. Let's have a listen to Eddie, uh, Eddie Maguire yesterday on Grandstand. It was no fun being a Collingwood the last couple of years. We found that that mojo. There's a great feel around the club. And most importantly, it's all right us saying it, but the players are saying it. It's interesting, you know, how they talk about game plans. You know, whoever wins the premiership, then everybody else goes, oh, well, that worked for them. Let's do that. Yep. Richmond had fun. That was our game plan. Uh, have fun. Pretend like it's like you were children. It's really great. And then Eddie has taken that on. But no more, in no other way than the banner. 
The oh. banners have been so fun, mm. yep. and they actually didn't start out fun because remember the entire fun banner thing started with a misspelt tonight. That's right. So they misspelt yes. tonight, and then they made fun of it the next week, and then away we go. Yep. Now, Danny. You're the banner man. Last night they had a pretty good banner against the Giants and I think it probably got them over the over the line. Oh, there's no doubt. There's what? no doubt that when they came out and it said it was something like uh, Pies v Giants, uh, you're in our nest. Uh, let's win let's send the Giants home with a kick to the chest. <laughs> oh, I see it's good gear. You go topical it's gear. It's, it's the best banners are the topical banners. And well done. Toby mm. Green wasn't really cited last night, so no. he was psyched out by the time mm. he came through the banner. Psyched That's... out by the banner. So the Collingwood banners, as you point out, yeah. Tess, have been excellent this yes. year. They've been very funny. Yep. Uh, Danny, you've got them at the top of your rankings as far as banners go. But it's it's them and then it's daylight. And this you... is, it's like Essendon in the year 2000. <laughs> you're, you're as close as we've got uh, to a banner expert. You are the Bulldogs banner man. Yep. And helped you with the 23rd player in the premiership year. <laughs> uh, should we try and predict what the Collingwood banner might say this Friday night. Yeah, because there's a lot of pressure on the banner riders, I know from experience yes. in finals, and and all eyes are on it. This is whoever, whoever this mystery person at Collingwood is, this, you know, I, th- I think it might be Bucks. It could be Eddie. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Maybe it's Peter Hellier working behind the scenes. Yeah. Now, there's uh, an football club. If you want to predict uh, what the uh, banner mm. might be, hit us up, 0437 774 We'd love to hear from you. See, uh, can I just point out, on the uh, SMS, people are split. A lot of people are saying they find Weagles insulting, but a few others are saying Weagles is absolutely fine. So keep the SMSs coming in. We need uh, to... And expand. Why is it insulting? Because I actually don't... Because it says we. Is it really? Is that really? Urine. I don't I mean, know. To be fair. Although we're also being told uh, here on the SMS, Weagles isn't great, but it's nowhere near as bad as when we were referred to as the West Coast oh. rather oh, than man. West Coast, like yeah. the GWS. Yeah. It's yes. very. Also, I had a great call yesterday from Talkback Caller, which I want to shout out to because she mentioned how whenever we talk about teams on the ABC, we talk about the interstate teams, but to West Coast and Frio. Melbourne and Richmond are the interstate teams. Of course, So we yes. kind of imply that they're the other, which I think in the new age of AFL we've got to stop doing. That's my, that's yeah. my two cents. <laughs> there it but is. anyway, no, you, back you to ma- the fun, fun banner. Yeah, Tess, you make a very good point, mm. but let's uh, try and predict uh, yeah. Collingwood's banner for this week. All right, there's two angles you can go. You can go uh, you, you can go topical, which I think is a good idea, or you can, you can bring up uh, uh, past uh, injustices. Sure. And I think that's what Collingwood need to do because okay. they, that was one of the games of the year when they played uh, Richmond. Oh, and I think their banner could this. be beating the Tigers would be the greatest of all, like being awarded a goal when you clearly threw the ball. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's, I like it. I like it. Uh, I've got a couple of pot- Collingwood potentials yeah, here got? for Friday night. Uh, our players will have you covered as we summon all our powers. And a consolation for you, your fans are more annoying than ours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had a similar one for, for that, Limo. It's, yeah. uh, okay, Tigers, you've had a good year, but violent, feral fans, stop doing our gear. Oh, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> kind of <laughs> sledging themselves at the same time there. <laughs> I've got another one here. Potential for the Pies banner this weekend. We are sending out invites to the big dance. Trelaw, Dugowie and Adams get one, but there's no Rewalt, Cochin or Rance. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, don't say that. Uh, now, <laughs> but Tess, I've got a banner for Richmond. Oh, okay. I've got one for Richmond. Uh, let's put our differences aside. It's time to get all matey like the last time we did this on Grand Final Day, 1980. Oh, very oh, good. That's good. Oh, I like that. I like these all, except for any of the ones that refer to the big dance as being Hollywood. <laughs> uh, all right, West Coast Eagles. 
just to be fair. I, oh, you, I, you, I, you I, do I, it all the teams. I'd write one for the others because I've done those. ABC. The West Coast Eagles, this is for the Melbourne people who make the trip. Thanks for making the trip. We hope you like your stay. No need to rush home, though, because you won't be required on grand final day. Oh. Uh, and one for Melbourne. Uh, the footy world is behind us as we keep the dream alive. And no, we aren't missing the ski fields. The season closes on October 5. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these good. are all good. Uh, there we go. Uh, so send them through if you do have any uh, on uh, 0437 774774. The last team that tried to kind of uh, make fun of Richmond was... Carlton at the beginning of 2017 where oh, they made yeah. a reference Ooh. to Dusty's Barber. Mm. Now that didn't end well for them. Carlton had a pretty rotten two years actually. They're still being punished for that and we run, won the flag. So just a warning to whoever's doing the banner <laughs> for Collingwood keep uh, your fun content to yourself. Look at this. Look I at, know. Tess, you, you look genuinely worried about this. How how, how are you coping? She, for, the, for new listeners, Tess Armstrong is the most panic-stricken uh, uh, Richmond fan of all time. Like she's Still thinks they might lose the 2017 grand final. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> expecting a tap on the shoulder and go. Actually, there's been a clerical error, and the winner was Gold Coast Suns. Do yeah. you, are you like this test just to cover up your extreme confidence? No, no. I did a pros cons list because um, I'm a good list maker about GWS and Collingwood. Which one I'd like to play more? Oh. And because GWS, we played them last year, but then they got lots of team members back. But then we'd have to play Delidio again. We can't handle watching Delidio cry again. Even if we won, there would be a negative. I just went through it all. And and I listened back to the highlights this morning to cut some for Grandstand about the Collingwood, two Collingwood-Richmond games this year. Remembered the throw. Remembered uh, oh, Jeremy Howe's amazing Did you just admit, did you just admit no, it was a throw? The, no, I didn't. Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> that was, that was, oh, oh, that tell was you what. totally Freudian. This under, is like a You, were, you weren't even under cross-examination. You no. just offered that up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I went through all the moments and I just kind of thought, oh, no, what if that comes back to me? Because then I felt confident, right? Oh, we, no. we beat them twice. Oh, we beat them doomed. in a similar way. Oh, and no. I thought, it's all like. Over. The pros cons <laughs> list has gone into the bin and it's all just cons now. You know, you know Tess prepares the brilliant packages that we play on ABC Grandstand and they are much loved packages, always great songs attached to them. Tess today did a package for the uh, preliminary final, Richmond against the Pies. The package went for about two minutes. I think 55 seconds of that package was the Higgins goal. Uh, it's true. Just great memories. I, 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 lo- I think we should continue uh, trolling, Tess. Uh, Swamp, I, I just want to know, uh, with uh, preliminary finals, oh. how many have been lost by the team that finished top oh, of the don't ladder? Do, don't start this. Uh, actually, this is probably not going to um, troll Tess at all. I think it's actually a pretty successful rate. I think I need... One of the top sides in the last. All right, that's enough from that Swamp. Actually, uh, okay. That actually troubles me more because Richmond have always been like remarkable. You know, even when we lost, we lost in remarkable ways. I feel good. like that sets us up for a fail. Well, who's got the most pain in preliminary finals? Because I was I was with a, a Bombers supporting mate last mm. night, and uh, we were arguing because you know prelim is horrible yeah. for Bulldogs. We've won one in my lifetime. Mm. Uh, I've lost good about one to win though. Five, so, yeah, well, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> uh, well, we congratulations. We had Jordan Lewis on yesterday, who's about to play seventh preliminary final. Mm, wow. uh, out of the six he's played already, he's won five of them. So oh, Jordan Lewis, as an individual, has had a good return. So who's well, lost the most? Pre- he thinks Essendon because of you know ninety nine and ninety six are the most painful. Who who's lost the most prelims? Uh, well, I can sorry Dan, but uh, Brad Johnson actually has a zero and five record in oh. prelim oh. finals. He's so happy though. Yeah, that's not ideal. Um, Overall, Geelong and Collingwood have both lost 17 prelim finals before. Um, in terms, if it's a close final, it's it is Essendon. They've lost five by under a goal. Oh, um, 
Yeah, but I uh, lost the argument. if mm. under about three goals, you'll find it's Geelong. Um, and I should go back to our stat from earlier, the most consecutive finals losses in oh, a yeah. row. Is it, is, is it Hawthorne? Uh, <laughs> it's not. They're, they're working their way up the list. It's seven in a row. Uh, Collingwood did it back at the start of the last century. Geelong did it back at a similar time. And the Swans, between 1945 and 1987, lost seven in a row. Oof. Oh, that's got to hurt. So that might answer this question, Swap, we've got on the SMS, yep. uh, which is how many teams have gone out in straight sets twice? And I think straight sets great in there from a, from a double chance. Can we give that person a prize? Who, yeah, who yeah. came up with uh, that? that uh, they... Tess Armstrong that <laughs> came in from. Yeah. Yes, no, Haw- Thank you. I'll Hawthorne take the prize. Hawthorne are the first side to do that. <gasps> oh, really? Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, dear. Well, that uh, Liam, that I feel really mean, actually. I don't uh, feel any joy. Because we're still in. If you get any schadenfreude from this, that'll go badly. I know. Times. I'm free here. Yeah. <laughs> then wipe the smile off your face, Tess, oh, if it's don't. giving you no joy. Uh, Swamp, a couple more questions on the SMS here. Sure. Which team has played in the most finals... Oh, that, since the beginning of time. Since the beginning of time. That <laughs> That's is, from Tegan. It's Collingwood comfortably. Uh, they've played in 179 finals, which is 40 more than uh, Carlton in second place. Wow. Okay. All right, they're That's... miles out in front. And uh, Tony and Warnable asks, which jumper number has been the highest number ever worn in a premiership side? Oh, great. Uh, great question. Okay, yeah. I will check. I know the, the highest worn in a grand final is 52, but that was on the losing side. I'll find that. On jumpers, uh, last night there were so, two long sleeve jumpers. Oh, sorry, keep going. Did Sean? Did Sean, Sean Wren win in fifty two? Yeah. So Sean Wren would have yeah. worn fifty two for the Crows in ninety seven and ninety eight. That's right. Yeah. No, it's actually, so he'll be the be the highest. I'll just double check. All right. Best looking long jumper last night. There were two long sleeve jumpers running around on the ground. One James on each H, side, one right? on each side. Yep. It was James H for the Pies, and it was Rory Lobb, who's a long term long sleever mm-hmm. uh, for the Giants. But the the Collingwood long sleeve jumper had the bars all the way down. Yeah. Very handsome yep. looking jumper, and I think that's what got them over the line. <laughs> you know, uh, Zach Tui had a long sleeve jumper on in yes. Geelong's elimination final, and it, I liked it's it. It's great. Yeah. yeah. With the same with the, the totally the... chilly night last night at the G as well. They needed. Them, mm. there should have been more. Uh, but we have, as we've discovered, uh, you have to put a request in for long sleeve jumpers at the start of the year. I feel like you can't, just turn, up, you yeah. can't just turn up on the night and go, oh, I'm a bit cold. No, well, which that seems every unfair. Cl- that's definitely at the Bulldogs. We had that confirmed. It's, I don't know if it's every club because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure other clubs could probably afford to have two jumpers well, in your bag. Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide confirmed that you have to order at the start of the year wow. to and have I a long sleeve jumper. The Lions are the yep. same. You have to put an order in at the start of the year if you want a long sleeve. I don't know why you just wouldn't put an order in. Just yeah. put an order Just in. Just put, put an order in. Uh, uh, Swamp, what have you got for us? Yeah, so Sean Wren and Ian Owen both wore number 52 um, in winning grand final sides. Noel Lovell for Collingwood in 1981 was on the losing side wearing 54. Ooh. 54. Mm. So who's Sean Wren and? Ian Owen for Richmond. Ian? Uh, oh. 1969. 1969. Mm-hmm. All right, 52, the highest successful number uh, in a grand final, Richmond don't have a number higher than 52, do you, on nah. your current list? No. My, my four-year-old is obsessed with numbers, and he, he's, he, want, he wants to see a player wearing uh, triple digits. So if, <laughs> any, if any teams are out there, just please get get 112 out there. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Bring it back. Long-sleeved 112. That'd uh, be nice. <laughs> someone has a stat request here for you, Swamp. I don't know if you're going to be able to answer this one, but this is from Wayne. He says, how many 50-metre penalties as a unit of measure are long or short of 15 metres? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, I don't. 
don't know the answer to that, but I'm pretty sure that none of them are actually 50. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, like 15 meters or whatever, like the kick. I, I wonder, do the umpires go and measure the 50 I meter penalties love it. during the week to see how close they are to them actually being 50? Yeah, do they get a tape measure or one of those uh, round things that you got in primary school to measure? Oh, yeah, that'd be click, good. click, click, click. Or they use some sort of Hawkeye, maybe? <laughs> I'd like, I'd like that in the grand final. You know, you have to be really precise in the grand final. Mm. I wouldn't mind to tape measure out just to make sure. Yeah. You know, the kicks mm. are long enough. Are they really long enough kicks? And are the 50 metre penalties actually 50 metres? Do you know mm. it became 50 metres in the year I was born? That's what happened in the year I was born. It went from being a 15 metre penalty to a 50 metre penalty. Yeah, 15 sounds like nothing. Happy it's anniversary. A, it's 30 like, years. It's like getting a, uh, a parking ticket in Adelaide. Yeah. Have you ever, you, you know, here here in Melbourne, you get a parking ticket, it's like 60 bucks. But then in Adelaide, it's like 15. You're like, oh, you baby little, look at that. I'm going to go there park in the a, middle of a roundabout. Uh, <laughs> being from South Australia and living in Adelaide for a long time, I can tell you that uh, there was a period of time where a parking ticket was cheaper than parking. <laughs> so <laughs> you just park on the street out the front Absolutely. of wherever you were going because sure. it was cheaper than going into a car park. That's uh, excellent. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, keep those SMSs coming through on 0437 774 774. Uh, Swamp is uh, loving the questions uh, as oh, yeah. they come through. Uh, and now, Michael from Thomastown says, since 2003, Swamp, can you confirm this? Uh, oh, since 2000, three teams have finished on top and not made the grand final. Uh, Port Adelaide in 02 and 03. Adelaide in 05. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fremantle in 2015. Oh, that'd be four. T- oh, three teams, four occasions. Don't say that'd be four teams. No, that's <laughs> a bad omen. That's true. Port twice, Adelaide once, uh, Fremantle once. Uh, we're being told here from Dave. Uh, this is Dave from the West. West Coast don't have the option of long sleeves anymore. <gasps> well, they need to do something Huge. about that. Is it because it's too the weather's too beautiful? Is that like some kind of cruel... Glo- global warming? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they don't the do the banner. They don't do the banner at Perth Stadium. They do They're sleeves. not doing long sleeves. Oh, now I, now I want West. I want the D's to smash yeah. West Coast <laughs> right. now. Okay, this is it's intolerable. Uh, this uh, and now here's one for you, Swamp. Yep. Who was excluding Kevin Sheedy? Who was the last Essendon coach to coach? Essendon to a winning final. To a winning final. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a good one. Go um, <laughs> Fremantle, Adelaide and Port Adelaide is correct on the previous stat about. Right, okay. Three teams, that. four occasions uh, since 2010 finishing top uh, has not played in the grand final. Correct. So, Tess, it happens. <laughs> in fact, it happens about 25% of the time, as, I, honestly, it, as it turns out. I, I had such a rollercoaster last night. I felt nauseous as soon as the siren went. But it would have happened. It would have been either way, I know. Like, there's mm. no... I went home and read the stats and watched some highlights from the last time we played. <laughs> it's going to be a long week. Yeah. And I realised during the week when they talked about, oh, Dusty's not trained very much, which was complete nonsense. Or Daniel Riel has been rushed to hospital or something like that. Alex thought, Rance is pregnant. It's, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's going to be a <laughs> really long week. All sorts going on. That yeah. did make me laugh. We spoke about this in Grandstand earlier, but when Dusty Martin went off the training track early, <laughs> he was the number one trending topic on Twitter, <laughs> Australia-wide, within an hour. I mean, is there, oh. there's so much panic hung off the back of one man. I know. it's And, and he's it's because... Everybody's talked all year, almost like a terrible moz, but how Richmond's just had this dream run, right, with injury, which I don't agree with. But they've said, oh, you've hardly been troubled. 
by injury at all. And Dusty, I mean, he had he had one game off this year, which was against Port, and we lost, so it was mm. probably valid panic. But he's hardly missed a game. We've hardly been mm. troubled by injury. So it is genuine panic if something goes goes wrong. That's true. I think you can credit good management as well, though, when you have a short injury list. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Some still, injuries are unlucky, yeah, but some uh, you uh, lack of injuries, you put down to good management. You wouldn't true. want to jinx it, though. You wouldn't want to say something like, well, I think Dusty's probably the fittest he's ever been <laughs> right now. Danny, and he's looking really fit. You wouldn't I get want to these say texts that. from my brother who says, oh, no, have you heard what happened to Jack Rewald? And all the time, and I go straight away gullible. It's because I'm yeah. the younger sibling, but I text, yeah. check my phone straight away, you know, every time, fall straight into it. Yeah, of course you do. Very, you panic. It's that time oh. of the year. We're all on edge. Now, Danny McGinley, yes. I know that you have a mild side obsession with players' names. I <laughs> uh, And you have previously, uh, when we were putting this out as just a podcast earlier this year, named the Brisbane Lions as the team mm. having the best names. The best name, the best team on paper. The yes, best team on paper. Dame Zorko, Hugh McCluggage. Yeah, what a wonderful name. Hugh McCluggage. What a, <laughs> like, it just sounds like, I know, I know there's a family show, but it sounds like, if you're watching a, if you're watching a porn movie and it's well, starring oh, Hugh McCluggage, you go, I want to watch this film. Danny McGinley. <laughs> Daddy. Please, my mum's listening. <laughs> now, All I, our mums are what listening. Are, <laughs> so let's discuss our favourite names of the remaining four teams. Yeah. Because uh, there are some good ones. Uh, can, I, can I just point out, though, um, yeah. uh, Steel Sidebottom won a worldwide competition of the greatest name in sport. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's got to be exempt from all of these competitions. He's on my that. list. He's like Oprah getting uh, – Oprah can't win any more daytime Emmys. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm he's, crossing I, him off my okay. list you, you've, you've achieved excluded. too much, Steel. It is a fantastic name. I do like – Will Hoskin Elliott – is a is a great name. I feel like he should play for Melbourne though. Yes. Well, with that I name. had him written down as my favourite name, and also Alex Neil Bullen, who does play for Melbourne. Now, if yes. Melbourne and Collingwood make the grand final, which is tragically for me a real possibility, we would have the double-barrelled names going against one another. Oh, that would yes. be fun. Who wins out of a Hoskin Elliott and a Neil Bullen, or a Neil Elliott and a Hoskin Bullen? <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be exciting and though. A, a nightmare for commentators as well as those two are <laughs> running for the ball. Uh, Swamp. I'll, I'll put in my. My nomination, I'll go with Flynn Appleby, who is on the Collingwood Great. list, <gasps> who actually name. sounds like a character written in a play by Will Hoskin Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, oh, Flynn Appleby. That is a, so good. It's a very strong name. I thought on the Collingwood list as well, Rupert Wills. I like, you know, yeah. given that Tom Wills is the godfather of Australian rules football. Yep. Uh, and Rupert, an old sounding. It sounds like Rupert Wills could be the son of Tom Wills. Totally. Yeah. Mm. I had written down uh, Jordan DeGoey and Brad Shepherd for having verb like names. So Jordan DeGoey, you can say, you know, he's going, I guess. Yeah. And then um, yeah. Brad Shepherd is actually an action you can do on the field. And yep. I feel like that's quite fun. I and we've talked about how Billy commentators. Stretch as well. Billy Stretch, absolutely. Right. Anything that's a kind of verb, I'm, in, I'm into. I like, I like names that uh, inform you about the. Person, Jaden Short. <laughs> Not a short kick, though, as uh, all Richmond uh, no. fans will know. Tim Broomhead. Uh, it's actually misleading. <laughs> he has a normal cranium. Uh, Josh Caddy. Uh, yeah. Does he that play golf? True. I don't know. Uh, Jack Darling. <laughs> Lovely Darling. boy. Lovely boy. Dan Butler. He'll do anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> Basher Hawley. Does he ever live up to his name? I don't think he does, does he? Once against Jed Lern. Once against Jed mm. Lern. I do love the name Jason Castagna. He's on mm. my list. And also yeah. the nickname George from Castagna. So his nickname is George on the field, and that's quite delightful. And also um, Shane Edwards' Edwards's nickname is Titch. And so I quite like when there's only nicknames that, te- that actual fans know. Like yeah. Titch, if you yes. yell out, people don't really even know who Shane Edwards is. So it's yeah, good. Bailey Williams is a horse, and that's 
uh, just due to a, 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 I think, an urban legend of um, of Bob Murphy gave him that nickname to build his confidence. <laughs> Now, 0437-774. Sir, Danny McGillan's working blue, mate. Come on. I am. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, sorry. You, 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 it's a family show. I'm oh, it's a down. family show. 0437-774-774 is the SMS number. Of the four remaining teams, which player has uh, your favourite name? Tyson your... Stengel. I'm going to go with... Stengel is good. Aaron Vandenberg's a great yeah. name as well. I'm yeah. going to go with um, Jack Rewalt, Alex Rance, <laughs> Dustin Martin, oh. Trenko, oh, okay. Daniel Rioli, best so, name in football that's uh, currently still Brendan playing in the past. Archie. Archie is an excellent name. He's not I playing mean, in the past. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he's playing for West Coast. Yeah. Uh, Nick Natanui not playing, but that's a very fun name to say. Oh, yeah. Nick great Nick name. Yep. Ma- Mark Lacroix. Yes. Lacroix. Yeah, Lacroix's good. Uh, the two Jettas, of course, Lewis and Neville. Yes, playing against one another. Jetta, a very strong surname. A Swamp? Oh, sorry, know. I thought you were. Do you have Swamp for us? Can you tell us what's the who has the shortest surname and the longest surname of current players in the AFL? Uh, well, Mc, Anthony McDonald Tip and Woody actually has the longest name of all time amongst VFL AFL. All right. Well, that is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, shortest name, I'll have to look up, but I'm, it'll be. I a, imagine Elliot Yo is. I'm Somewhere to, in actually, the ballpark. The, the only name a... I know that's shorter than that is Tom Ray, so I'll, I'll go with Elliot Yeo's the shortest. Okay, Elliot <laughs> yeah, the shortest at the moment. Adam Uze, I imagine. But, uh, yeah, of course, really he's not yes. playing at the moment. Okay. At the coach. moment, is he, is he due to come back? He's, <laughs> making, he's, making, he's, making, well, he's injured. What, I, I don't, don't laugh. I turned over the television last night and saw Leighton Hewitt playing tennis for Australia, and I thought, are they playing an old Davis Cup? Really? No, and he still plays. Are they won the doubles? Yeah, he, he played in one double. The Davis and, Cup goes. That it, means we lose Leighton from playing, so. and we had to win it because we'd lost the two singles. Yeah, uh, rubbers, and then Leighton has just come out and played in the doubles, and we've won I the know. doubles. It was quite remarkable. Um, one more name from Melbourne, Charlie Spargo, yeah. which oh, I quite yeah. like. And now I'm just going to mention here. We talk a lot about how Melbourne have, you know. A gentlemanly culture, right? The, mm-hmm. the, cheese Simon platters. Goodwin made cheese platters. Yeah. Simon Goodwin had to respond to claims they were too gentlemanly by, you know, referring to James Bond being a gentlemanly killer. Mm. But I, I, reckon... I believe his official response was, what ho? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> With his monocle. <laughs> <laughs> now, on Friday night, I feel like Mark McClure and Adam Ramanaskis know something about the kind of brutality of the Melbourne team that we don't know about. Here's Mark McClure first from Friday night. Well, Hawthorne fumbled. Hawthorne made a mistake. Hawthorne did a couple of things. And Gunston was right. Ram is right. You don't go back 55 metres against them. You push it out and take the territory game. Push it down the line. Push it over the line and start again because they are too tough, too quick, too sh- and, they, and they run hard and they attack where the ball goes. All of a sudden, if you make one little mistake, you die. Now, oh. that's escalated mm. from pushing up the line to dying. It's like Game of Thrones <laughs> or something like that. Yes. And Rammer referred to them, and I think you might need some, like, jaw music, which we don't have, but this is how Rama described them. They hunt. They want to do it together. They love, they love the smell of blood in the, in the, in the water. It's, it's, simply, it's simply stunning to watch. <laughs> I feel like we're watching the Discovery Channel. <laughs> that, that was an Attenborough description of something that's going on in They're the Serengeti. hunting you. They love the smell in the water. You die. Like, I feel really nervous for West Coast Eagles. They have to play them, but... Brutal. Oh, I, th- I reckon that uh, I've just got a feeling the West Coast Eagles might be all right, but they are a great <laughs> team to watch at the moment. Uh, Melbourne, more suggestions coming in for great names oh, yeah. of the remaining four teams. Billy Stretch. Yes. Fantastic. Yep. Jake Lever. Uh, Sam Frost. 
Mm. Not to be confused with the Sam Frost who was on the whatever season of The Bachelor that yeah. was. Uh, who I think might be on well, home. She's had a great season. Might be on home and away or something <laughs> these days. Uh, Thomas Bug, that is a strong name. Tom Bug as well. You can say it's short. Tom Bug. Tom it's Bug. really quite good. Uh, and Jack Crisp. Oh, Crisp. Oh, yeah. yeah. Crisp yeah. is good. It's a, it's a fun one to say, isn't it's it? It's a fun one to say. Yeah. Jack Crisp. Keep those SMSs uh, uh, coming in. Uh, now, uh, Swamp over here. We've got, oh, yes. Got... Oh, actually, I was just going to We talked about Charlie Spargo there just before. I was just mm. going to point out uh, he was actually 274 days old the last time Melbourne played in a prelim final. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, that is so That's great. a good. That is which, incredible. of course, How was. How play? Yeah, <laughs> uh, which of course was two thousand, and that's going to make me feel old. When next year, the next year there'll be people playing AFL who were born in the year oh, two thousand. Can you believe that there'll be people playing AFL who were born after the Y two K bug? I'm starting to think I'm, I might not get a career. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> time's running out. I'm starting to wonder if it's all over. Swamp, so when was the last time Richmond uh, played Collingwood in a final? That was the 1980 grand final. That was the 1980 yes. grand final. Yes, no current uh, 2018 listed player was actually had even been born back then. <laughs> wow, <laughs> been born. Great memories. Uh, Melbourne West Coast last time they played in a final. Uh, the 1994 prelim final. Okay, so they're yeah, a little not, more. Not a good day for Melbourne. Now Friday night, I mean. There should be a hundred thousand people at the GT. There should, there should be. Yes, <laughs> unless crossed, it rains. T- come on, ticket tech. Unless, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. People are already lining up ahead of sales going on. Um, tickets going on sale Lining tomorrow. up to smash their computers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Indeed. Uh, what's the crowd record for a preliminary final? Uh, actually, it's going to be bigger than the hundred thousand possible now because back in the old days when there was standing room, yeah. you got some pretty decent crowds. But I'll, I will look that up for you. Right. Okay. Mm. Uh, let's, um, well, let's go for the uh, for the top eight era. Sure. No uh, worries. Last twenty four years. Nice. And I'll just point out the um, the last Essendon coach, other than Kevin Sheedy, to to coach a winning final side was Jack Clark. Uh, 50 years ago this week, nineteen sixty eight. Whoa! Oh, that is huge. A, that is bring a, back Sheedy. That is, it's a crazy stat, it's isn't it? That before stat. Sheeds, the last person to coach Essendon to a win was in 1968. There is only one person on the list this year, on any list this year, that has actually suffered a finals loss to Essendon, and that is um, Aaron Sanderland from Fremantle. Wow. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. 2003, that would He's have been, been playing forever. I feel like he's been playing for the, my yeah. entire life. So, yeah, that probably makes sense. Uh, the Another statistical question here for you, uh, Swamp. The jumper number most worn... By Norm Smith medalists. <gasps> oh. Right, hey. I love how our listeners. So, when it, you get, you, we've I got do swamp. love these questions, by the way. These <laughs> are awesome. He's a stats guru, but just the the natural Australian temptation is right. How do I stump him? How do yeah, I win? Yeah, yeah, how yeah. do I win? I mean, the, the last night I texted uh, Swamp, and he, he did respond by saying, "Not a chance. Can I wait that out?" I wanted to know how many times has Joffa put on the gold jacket, and then they've <laughs> and then they've lost. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to go back through the vision, I did quite a while because there was a moment last night where GWS were ten points down and there was just over a minute left, and I thought, well, if they get a really sharp clearance and score in fifteen seconds, yes. then they started the Collingwood chance quite early last night. I did, I just, but I think other te- other teams' fans probably aren't as anxious as I am. Whereas I'd never, I don't even sing the song till hours after we've won because I'm still nervous they'll take it away. So I thought. Don't start chanting Collingwood yeah. Do you, in the I've, third quarter. You know, the, the great Melbourne comedian Brad Oakes, uh, uh, was, he's a Collingwood fan, and that the Collingwood, yeah. Collingwood. I was talking to him once, and he goes, do you know what's interesting? I have no idea how annoying that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's ex- 
excellent. I really, I it. it gets in your head, particularly when your it. team is uh, is playing Collingwood. Uh, great on the SMS, Josh and Castlemaine says, great names from the past. I remember Tim Lane once commentating and saying, Simon Garlic has been sizzling on the wing. <laughs> nice. Uh, fantastic piece of commentary there uh, from Tim Lane. Uh, keep the name suggestions uh, coming in, of course. Who is your father? Brody Grundy. Someone is suggesting mm. is a wonderful yeah. name. It is quite a lot. It's fun to say. Brody He's a delight. Grundy. See, this Isn't is he? the problem. All year on this podcast and now radio show, we have been talking about Collingwood's rise from being very disliked and happily disliked mm. to being likable. Mm. Now, Brody Grundy, Ruining I think, brand. is almost <laughs> entirely behind that. And all of their players are lovely. Last night I nearly cried because Will Huskin Elliott was kissing his baby in the rooms. And then I thought, no. I'm now going to have to pick up where I left off, which is mm. not liking Collingwood as a natural state, mm. but it's very hard. Uh, well, did you see the GWS players? How oh, upset they were down in the room. That was horrible. I felt oh. really awful. And I also felt awful. I don't know how both of you feel about this, but that maybe the noise, you know how they call it the noise of affirmation, right, the umpiring last night. Yeah. I did think if GWS had a few more kind of, they might need megaphones or something like that so they can yell out ball when they deserve one because there were a few incidents last night that I really felt like they needed that home ground they needed that noise yeah. to really influence uh, the call. Not that the umpires need it, but, you know, <laughs> it just felt a little bit one side and I felt kind of sorry for them. What did uh, Alan Richardson call it? The noise of affirmation. Yeah, the noise uh, of affirmation. The noise of affirmation. Which happens a lot in the West. So look out, Melbourne fans. We'll uh, hear that. There has been studies to say that that is an actual thing. Yep. They've concluded yeah, that umpires have. are influenced or referees. Uh, but most of the, well, the couple of studies I looked at were soccer related. Yeah, I've seen mm. those. But they said that the noise of the crowd does indeed influence uh, the referees. Yep. So anyway, sorry, Ger- sorry, uh, Giants. So bring the, the noise. The point there is, yeah, bring the noise. Bring the yes. thunder. Bring the noise. Uh, Mal, we're told, being told here on the SMS, uh, Mal Brown wore number 100 on his Guernsey oh. for Claremont late in his career. Oh, awesome. I will tell my son. Thank there you. There we go. <laughs> number Brilliant. 100. Uh, and someone else has suggested, I can't believe you're talking about the best names of the remaining teams and no one has mentioned Tyson Goldsack. Wow. Uh, well, yes. that is, that is a, true. He is back in the side and, yep. Dan, don't tell Danny. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Danny's had enough joy I'm for in the, the naughty time. corner. <laughs> uh, and Swamp, can I get a fact check from you? Uh, Pat uh, on the SMS says the last time Collingwood beat Richmond in a final was 1937. What? Whoa, hang I, on. I'll double check that, but that does sound correct. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Man, the See, drought that. will be broken. See, that is a <laughs> that is a big drought. I'd be so nervous. I as, as a Richmond fan, no comment. How does that stat make you feel? <laughs> I don't just just. I'm the wrong person to ask. I don't feel confident ever. So nothing makes me feel less or more confident. It just kind of leaves me with despair because I want it to be Friday next week already. It's too long away. Really? You want Richmond to be out already? Is this what you want? Danny. Right. (laughs) Uh, Someone else on the SMS uh, suggests a good name. Uh, Not one of the remaining, not in one of the remaining four teams, but Arazio Fantasia. Of course, yeah. Fantastic name. Uh, very, Good shout out anyway. Very fun name uh, to say that one. Uh, now we have got a uh, we have got a very special guest coming in to join us very very shortly, who's uh, going to be telling us about draft guru and exactly what that is. It's a brilliant You're, website. You are listening to They Came to Play with Tess Armstrong, Danny McGinley, and myself, Limo with Swamp. They came to play. Limo here with Tess Armstrong, Danny McGinley and a Swamp who's working the stats for us. Uh, keep your fun football names coming through. Simon Minton-Connell, someone is suggesting. Is he currently listed? Uh, no, he's not <laughs> currently listed. Well, it's, it's, it's opened up now. Maverick Weller. 
Yeah, that oh, yeah. yeah that's yes. a great name. That is a good name as well. Uh, and someone else, Duncan, says the best commentary I can remember uh, was Rex Hunt, who said salmon, salmon goes upstream to spawn. Oh, uh, very good. Nice work. Don't tell Danny. Uh, <laughs> from Rex Hunt there. Uh, our next guest, though, uh, who's joining us in studio, has created something called Draft Guru. Uh, Dave Slutskin, welcome to They Came to Play. Good afternoon, all. Uh, now, tell us about Draft Guru. What is it, and how does it work? It's a it's a terrible website which I created. About <laughs> that is sorry. If I can just pull you up there, Dave. Thanks for your uh, time. When, yeah. you're, when <laughs> you're promoting something of yours, it's best to give it a pump up. Uh, <laughs> it's a millstone around my neck. Uh, <laughs> No, I created it about four years ago when I had a little baby. It pulls together all the information about the AFL draft, brings it into one place and trades and all those other things. Yeah. Because I'm a massive fan of, like, numbers and stats. Swamp is my, uh, my, my uh, spiritual sp- brother. Your spirit animal. <laughs> my spirit animal. Uh, I played a lot of things like Championship Manager and those terrible computer games where you get lots of numbers on the screen. It's like a spreadsheet. So I kind of wanted that for AFL as well, which didn't really exist at the time. So I thought, why don't I... I know how to do, make computers do what mm. I want. I built the thing. It's an absolute right. ripper of a website. It I, is I've, fantastic. It I spe- really is. I spent a lot of time last night just going through, and, and it's great for little trivia games, like the highest, uh, the lowest pick. That's always confusing. The lowest pick to win the Rising Star was like pick 57. It was Byron Pickett. Oh, just little right, things okay. like that. The thing I so really is love. It, so is it a website where you put queries in uh, and you get those sorts of answers? Or oh, Not really. You've got to click on things. Yeah. It's not as simple. It doesn't so, just, it's not Siri for for the draft. Yeah, sure. Not quite to that extent. Uh, so give me some examples well, of the type of fun yeah. I can have on Draft Guru. Well, the great thing you can do on Draft Guru that that I've done is um, it, it goes through the provisional picks of this year that the drafts are about to go. Like Hawthorne have pick. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but you can look up what players have been picked at that number pick. And I've had a look at um, the Hawks, uh, the picks they've got. They've uh, equivalents have picked up in past drafts: Travis Varco and Daniel Rioli. Uh, Richmond's okay. picks, uh, you could you could get an equivalent of Alex Rance or Isaac Heaney. Ooh. Bulldogs, uh, we can get the equivalent of uh, Martin Pike, Che Cockatoo Collins, and Alan Jakovic. Oh. oh, there you go. See, I love this because I, fun. I be actually fantastic. did this exact thing yesterday, but I searched Wikipedia about thirty-five times, going back through the years. Oh, you got to go draftguru.com. This I, is where it's at. I have to get onto draftguru. The other thing, Dave, that's quite uh, that can be quite controversial is you can put in it's uh, equivalent of trades. So pick twenty five and forty seven for pick twenty. You've assigned uh, was it gradings? For There's that? a number, right? This is actually from the AFL itself. They made up a number about four years ago when they started doing like future pick trading and, and free agency and stuff. They made up these numbers which are just completely made up, basically. But I've got a little calculator on the site that helps you calculate them. The first pick's worth 3,000 points or something, and then it goes down from there. So you can work out, yeah, if you've just traded pick four for Daniel Hanabry, you can work out just how shafted you I'm a St Kilda fan. I apologise. I, 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 I knew you would be a St Kilda fan because no one who goes for a successful team goes builds these sorts of websites. You don't have time, right? You're too busy being in finals and things. So... It, uh, can you tell us, in your opinion, what the best and worst trades of all time are? Because the best trade, by definition, I guess, is also the worst for the other 
side. Yeah, and some of them can particular... be win-win actually. But I'm gonna I, let me expand that a bit. I'm gonna go with the whole season because one of the things I like looking at is the entire draft season and yeah. trading. The how super many, drafts. How many players did they get in? Well, for a particular side, and one of them, if you look at the best ones, one of them is actually the doggies. Oh, really? In the year, Danny's perked up. Let me find there's, there's only two years in history where five 200 gamers have come into a club in, oh. in one off season. One of them was 1999, the Western Bulldogs. Really? Who so do you reckon that would have been, Danny? That would have been Bob Murphy. That would have been there. Bob Murphy. Uh, who, who, Daniel Cross, was he that time? No, it was Bob Murphy, Gia, Nathan Eagleton, Lindsay Gilby and Ryan Hargrave. Oh. And Mitch Hahn played 181. He just missed out. So that's oh. one time. The other time, the, other, the, the gold standard for best draft season of all time was the same year, Geelong, they took Enright, Corey Enright, Joel Corey, Paul Chapman, Cameron Ling and Cam Mooney. All the same year. But they didn't achieve as much as, they, as the Bulldogs. And so. they barely achieved anything. <laughs> that is a strong, that's a strong year. I think Hawthorne's uh, 2004 was our one of our mm. best with Roughhead, Franklin, yep. Lewis and Birchall. And I hope handy. you still always thank Richmond for <laughs> completely ballsing that draft up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah no, I've we, been uh, having fun secretly over here in the corner, which is how I would view these websites, right? So I'm not really a numbers it. person, but I do love numbers. But I've looked up all the Armstrongs that have ever played, uh, <laughs> including one who is Paul Armstrong, and that's my dad. And I'm very impressed uh, that you have his information on this website. Who's, so, who's number one? Who's, who's played the most games of all the Armstrongs? Uh, Swap. We are in Stephen order. Stephen Armstrong, maybe? Uh, maybe Barry Armstrong. Hang on. Uh, can I go in order? Hang on. You've so, got to teach me how to use your website. It should be I'll work it out. So we'll work it out. We'll work it out. Dave Slutskin has created the amazing draftguru.com. Swamp is just the, the stats guru of all time. If mm. you guys, I mean, we've put you together here. This could be like when, uh, you know, Smith met Wesson. <laughs> uh, this could be the greatest. Uh, Are we shooting people? No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's, 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 I'm, I'm, I almost said when Black met Decker. So <laughs> <laughs> when Harley met David. No. There we go. That would be a better one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's Barry Armstrong who played uh, 204 games for Carlton. Won two premierships. Go, go Barry, Uncle Barry, I'll call him now. Good for him. And what about uh, so that so the Bulldogs? There are a couple of examples of great drafts. Yeah. Uh, what about terrible? I'm glad you asked because I can bring drafts. up the Bulldogs again. <laughs> oh, no. Danny... <laughs> <laughs> no, let's. Have we got to go to news? Let's go. <laughs> now this happened a lot in the early days of the draft. It, it happened a lot where you draft guys, and and it's not even clear that they told them they'd been drafted. They may, maybe gave them the phone call and couldn't find them. And It's like jury duty playing for the Bulldogs yeah. back then. <laughs> kind of. In the early days. So the Bulldogs in 1990 drafted yes. 14 players onto the list. Okay, that's, that's good. To- total games played across those 14 pl- oh, players. Oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, <Yes>. Seven. They <laughs> oh, have not had a good year. Are, are the recruiters getting better um, at ensuring... Or getting the list, the draft list right? It kind of looks like they are to some extent. It's a good question. It kind of looks like they are to some extent, but they still miss out. Like sometimes they take, maybe they take Paddy McCartan at pick one. How, what a terrible idea. Who would do that? <laughs> right. I feel biased. There's some kind of, my ears are ringing. <laughs> I feel like I might be a St Kilda supporter. This is therapy, right? Is this, this is really good therapy. So uh, let's talk about high draft picks that have had extraordinary yeah. Careers. Who are the ones that really come to mind that have, let's say, gone uh, well north of fifty, but have had stellar careers? Anyone taken in the rookie draft who does anything 
is yes. pretty much a, a great pick because one in ten of those players mm. play 50 games. Well, we spoke to Brody Mychek and Grandstand earlier who went at pick 22 uh, in the rookie draft yep. last year. And look at him there. He's playing great footy. Yeah, and you've got the great players like a Dean Cox or a Stephen Milne, once again, one very close to my heart. Those guys, there, there's always a few of those guys. Every year there's maybe one or two who go on to something, but usually in the rookie draft is very little. But then late, there's all these late picks in the in the actual draft. After 50, for St Kilda, it's players like Sam Fisher, who did really well taken at 50-something. It, it happens more often than not. But, man, you need a lot of those picks in order to get someone to actually play a mm. few games here or there. Yeah. Because so many of them end up playing zero games or play five and then get delisted the next year. Have you got numbers on that, the number of people who are drafted and never play a game? Yeah, it's it's pretty high. Let me just pull up that screen on my phone because I've, I've kind of had a look at what I was trying to work out at one stage was what's the actual value of a given draft pick. So pick one on average, they play uh, 232 games. Oh, that's good in their career. That's pretty good. Do they win many grand finals though? Like the the number one draft. Isn't there a stat like with it, in NBA number one draft picks like almost never win a championship with the team that draft them because if you've got the number one draft picks because you came last and you're you're rebuilding and then they trade out. Like the only player I could think of who's done that is Kobe Bryant. Who, uh, Tim Duncan was, won some championships as he well. Did, there we go. There's yeah. another one. He only won five, though. Only five. <laughs> <laughs> only five. What a dunk. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, uh, but then you go back down the draft, and the, the amount of these players who played zero games, it, once you get to the rookie draft, just about everyone ends up playing zero or at least sub-10 games. Mm. Um, and even in the later picks of the actual draft, they might play, what are we up to? Uh, past pick 50, they play about 40-odd games on average across all the players taken in those picks. And some of them might play 200, so there's a lot who play very little. Uh, Swamp, how many number one... Do we know how many number one draft picks have one gone on to win a flag? Oh, I can uh, the check. one I can think I can of, because I'm enormously biased, of course, is Luke, Luke Hodge. Hodge. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I that was coming. I think he's the only, norm, uh, only number one draft pick to win Norm Smith. Discovered on draftguru.com. Just on that Norm Smith question we had earlier, the jumper number, the most um, (laughs) successful was, it's actually jumper number five, which is uh, four different players have done it. Nathan Buckley, James Hurd, Gary Ablett Sr. and Ryan O'Keefe. Oh, that's great. pretty handy footballers right there. Uh, So the number fives. All right, let me go. Let me go. I'll go. I'll work on the number five for a moment. Who's number fives in the remaining teams? In the remaining four teams. There's a couple of flags in first number one draft picks. Drew Banfield won one. Congrats, Drew. Des Hedland. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Nick yes. Rewalt did not, unfortunately. <laughs> well, they got a draw. Got a draw. <laughs> How did Adam Cooney go? Did he? Did he? He did not. He missed out by one year. Missed out by Quite two. sadly. Uh, what about, can I ask you? And Tom uh, Boyd, of course. Uh, Tom oh, Boyd. there we go. Tom Boyd is one. Yes. Not, Brilliant. Uh, not at the club. He was uh, there we go. drafted to. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you this one, uh, Dave? It's come through here. How often does the father-son pick pan out? A lot of them do, especially in the last uh, 17 years, since that year that Geelong... Well, since Geelong got all those father-sons in a couple of years. I haven't got that exactly in front of me, but it does work out about 50% of the time. I remember looking at this at one point, but I haven't got it in front of me right now. Mm. Um, Swamp can get on that. I know. uh, I read today Oscar Brownless is uh, playing some very good footy and looks like being picked up by Geelong under the father-son later this year. The Bulldogs are quite excited about Scott West's son. I've heard. Riley. 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 Spelt with a double E. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Riley, I, I hear very good things about him. 
as well. Very just, similar footballer to his old man, I believe. Yeah, it's and do you want know what's great is uh, with with the introduction of AFLW, it used to be you'd, you'd watch the um, you'd watch the players have 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 kids or whatever, and you're like, oh, please have a son, please have a son. But now there's the father daughter rule, and it's yes. it's it's not it's quite exciting. I know, and I was going to ask about that. Can you please start doing the AFLW players as well? Is that a, um, it's a personal request, and I've, we've only just met, but I would like to keep tracking them. <laughs> yeah, I really want to do that, yeah. but I just haven't had the time yet because. Because St Kilda have been going very well. Because St Kilda have been going so well. (laughs) Sorry, Dave, she's like this. (laughs) Just so many finals to follow. No, our season's about to start. The Saints season starts in in about three more weeks. When the off-season really starts, that's when we start trading and trying to actually build a list that can win a flag as opposed to the one we currently have. Do you know if anyone from an AFL club who works at an AFL club in recruiting uses your website? Oh, that's a good question. Because surely they would. I mean, it's it's a great uh, it's, it's a great, great tool, great resource. I imagine I don't know the cl- that. I imagine the clubs have their own systems similar to yours, in, just internally. Mm. Well, I think there is that data internally, and part of the reason I built this is because it wasn't accessible. You couldn't actually get that stuff. It's all stuck in like champion data in the AFL, and they don't let it out. Uh, so I wanted to see it. On number five, this yes. is a uh, well. There's omens in here for each of okay. the teams and Norm Smith medalists for Melbourne. If Melbourne make the grand final and win, it's going to be Christian Petrarca. He's number Great. five, yep. so that's relatively happening. Yep. Collingwood, I have bad news. Your number five is Jamie Elliott. He's injured, um, so it's, mm, yes. I don't know how that okay. works. We we'll might have to like round up to six or something like that. <laughs> for Richmond, it's Brandon Ellis, who didn't play against the Hawks, but may come back into the team. Due for a big game, so look, it could mm-hmm. be a, in a couple of weeks sure. if we make it. See the qualification. Oh, and number five for the West Coast Eagles, I did mention him before, favourite name, Brad Shepherd. He might do a Shepherd oh, okay. in the grand final that leads to him winning the Norm Smith and that would be quite remarkable. All right, so there are the number fives, uh, which is, of course, the most popular number to win the Norm Smith medal, uh, a stat coming from Swamp there. Uh, David Slutskin, the uh, website is Draft Guru. Thank you for joining us on Grandstand today. And uh, if you do love your footy, you do love looking at the draft, you do love your stats, get on board that particular website. And all the best to the Saners in the (laughs) off-season, which is the start of your real (laughs) season. Right there. Uh, Swamp, thank you very much. Any parting stats? Uh, up yeah, for us? Yes, I uh, can confirm. 1937 was the last time that Collingwood beat Richmond in oh. a um, wow. in a final. <laughs> right, very good. And the largest prelim final crowd in the uh, AFL era is 98,002 people. That was Collingwood-Geelong in 2007. Oh, great oh, game. Great game. Well, that was the oh. six-point margin, was it? It was. That one, That yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Okay. I, I was at the G last that night. It was huge. I reckon, Tess, you and the Pies will beat that uh, this weekend. I'll be, yep, yeah, 98,003. So I'll be there <laughs> and look out, world. Uh, we better do some tips before we go. Swamp, who are the two grand finalists, in your humble opinion? Uh, in my humble opinion, it's Richmond and West Coast. I really hope it's Richmond and Melbourne. There we go. All right, thank you. Danny McGinley? Just a troll test. It's a Collingwood Demons <laughs> oh. grand final and the Diesel win. Uh, there we go. Richmond, uh, Melbourne. Uh, Richmond, Melbourne. I'm going to say Richmond, Melbourne uh, as well. I'd love to see Melbourne there on grand Complete final Complete the fairy tale trilogy. Dogs, That's... Tigers, Ds. I might not be able to come next week, just FYI. That's it. We want the fairy tale. Uh, trilogy uh, completed. South Australia, you are off to the SNFL preliminary final. WA, you are off to an AFL season in review. Tasmania and uh, NT, you are off to grandstand. Thank you all for listening to They Came to Play. You can get us on iTunes now.